Welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. That wasn't on purpose. Uh, <laughs> I am the great in peaceful mystery. And I'm Jay. Oh, man, I did not mean to do that on purpose. You, you, you're snorted in our relaxing... Uh, I know. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. Where every Friday you get to learn a new freaky fact about a freaky fauna. And then maybe next week will be Freaky Flora. I may mm. be in for a wrench. I can't ever do the home improvement. That sound like it? Yeah. All right, good. Yours that, is better than mine. All that practice pays off. I think most people know what you're trying to do. I think you, yeah, they're like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. Did you hit in the head? Tim the Toolman Allen. Tim the Toolman Taylor. I know. Oh. Tapiers. That's close. Good segue. <laughs> <laughs> No, if you've never, guys, never seen, there's a bunch of species of tapir, which we'll talk about. It's not tapir, not taper? It's tapir is how you actually pronounce it. Huh. I even say taper. I always thought taper. But I'm an American, and I, I make every word around the world an American word. Mm, as they should be. No, it's a tapir. Okay. At least the correct pronunciation. These are weird mammals, and they're the, the last surviving group, uh, the last surviving members of an ancient group. Oh. Uh, but there's four species of tapir. The Malayan tapir, critically endangered. The mountain tapir, critically endangered. The bard's tapir, critically endangered. And the lowlands tapir. Let me guess. Critically endangered? Nope. Vulnerable. Oh. If you, if you, there's, there's places you can go to see a lowlands tapir. Like, there's videos of people that like, get near them and stuff. What's it called? A lowlands tapir. Lowlands. Okay. So, like, there's lowland gorillas, mountain gorillas. Mm-hmm. There's lowland tapir and mountain tapir. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's just like the altitudes they live in. They speciate out. Right. Very different food resources. Different biomes. Different biomes. They are herbivorous mammals that live in the jungles and forests of South and Central America and also Malaysia. Hmm. They have short snouts resembling that of an anteater or an elephant. They're enabled to grab branches and leaves to pull them into their mouth. So it's not quite as uh, flexible as an elephant's trunk. Right. But it's it's still a pretty flexible trunk. If you can grab branches and pull mm-hmm. them in, yeah. Uh, they can weigh hundreds of pounds. The tapir is the largest land mammal in South America. Ooh, I did not know that. They get big, uh, and I think uh, people don't realize how big they get. Like, uh, I didn't know it was the largest land mammal in South America. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's not a lot of competition though when you think about it. Giant ground sloths. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're still alive, then they would win. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they are often confused confused with pigs or hippos. Yeah, and that's due to their subaquatic life. They are very very good swimmers and divers. There's some really cool videos of, like tapers walking on the bottom of rivers and like and just zooming. Didn't know that they're very fast. They can swim very well. Unlike hippos, they're actually really good swimmers. Yeah, hippos are just really good walkers. Mm-hmm. They can run underwater. Yeah, their bones are so dense. These guys actually can swim. But they were mostly close related to horse and rhinos. Horses? Horses and rhinos. Wow. I can see the rhino part, but... Uh, and when you look at their, like, skeletal structure and stuff like that, you see mm. a lot more horse in them. More. What's that? Starts with the E. Equine? Equine or equine. equine. Okay. Uh, like I said, they, these guys, 
depending on which species, they really speciated out really well. Uh-huh. But they're forests, savannas, rainforests, wetlands, and woodlands is kind of their preferred habitats. Okay. Anywhere that's not a desert. They're, okay, that, then they'll be there. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, the, the species all separated out pretty well. Central South America and Southeast Asia. Depending on the species, they can live up to 30 years old. Uh, once again, depending on the species, they can be up to 42 inches tall. That's pretty tall. Yeah. Dang. And depending on the species, 800 pounds has been uh, record, but even the smallest species gets to 350 pounds. I wonder if they taste good. Uh, people do eat them. I wonder why they're all yeah. critically endangered. Uh, depending on what species, there's all kinds. There's like the black and white tapirs, uh, but there's also some brown ones. There's there's all kinds of crazy colors. Their babies are brown with white polka dots and stripes. Oh wow! And it's they're really cool looking. Do they go away though when they're yeah when they, they grow? Change, up? They completely change color. Oh, leaves, fruits, aquatic plants, and seeds are what they specialize in most. Just because they're a herbivore, do not think they are harmless. A man recently had his arm bitten clean off by a tapir in South America. What, like a zoo? No, they're wild tapirs. Okay. But there's a couple roads you can go to in South America where, like, they feed them and stuff like that, and they come out to the road. Oh, nice. So you fed him his arm. Well, he was maybe harassing the tapir. Oh, so he earned it. Like, there's people in Yellowstone that get way too close to bison. Yeah. Because they think they're cows. And then they get flipped in the air about 20 feet. I swear, and every time you see it, it's like, because it's somebody's seen a cow once. Yeah. They're like, they're just cows. Yeah, no. They're just cows. Screw that. Even cows are scary. Cows are really scary, but a bison is a whole different thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they do have, they, there's videos of these guys cracking nuts and stuff. And I'm talking like South American, like the giant tree seeds. The big tree nuts, yeah. And they crack them open like they're nothing. Really? Yeah. So and that's your arm. Yeah, all easy. Uh, where was I? Predators. These guys, jaguars, tigers, crocodiles, and extremely large snakes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So... They're pretty much as their only predators are top level predators, mm-hmm. apex predators, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a hard thing for a mammal to do to get out of the food system, but even get that high up in it. He's just big. Yeah. Like even our biggest blue whales and the biggest elephants are about the only ones that get out of the food chain as far as mammals go that are still alive today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that, I mean, unless the, an adult bull elephant is sick. Or injured. Nothing's really going to mess Nothing, with it. Uh, Nothing. Lions aren't killing an adult bull elephant. No. Not one. Like, No, I don't care how many lions you got. Oh, okay. I mean, an adult bull elephant in health? Nothing. Like, we are killing them with a 50 cal BMG from a mile and a half away. But not <laughs> just a lions trying to attack them. Because I've seen that argument recently online. What? Saying, like, lions hunt elephants. Yeah. Yeah, they hunt small elephants. They hunt juvenile elephants. Yeah, they look And there's, for like, the kids, 15 yeah. lions hunting one a five-year-old elephant and they have to get it separated from the mm-hmm. thing anyways uh they're really fast tapers yeah tapirs are oh yeah tapirs yeah the tapers tapirs i don't think I'm, we're americans it doesn't matter 30 miles per hour is what they've been recorded holy at. crap but there's one estimate at 45 miles per hour holy crap what was it running downhill <laughs> no it's it's just funny to watch these guys run i mean that's really fast uh these guys are, like, right next to humanity. So due to their large size and proximity to civilization, tapirs are unfortunately impacted by humans heavily. Yeah. But if you watch, like, some of the pictures of the Amazon rainforest and some of the big cities in, like, Brazil and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, literally, it's like a street. Like, this side of the street has houses, and this side of the street is, like, thick rainforest. Oh, really? So yeah. tapirs will wander into towns and stuff often. Right, yeah. And then they panic. They're not friendly. 
Not at all. No, I mean the the ones that like get fed and stuff like that. It's like deer, you know. Elk. Right until they until, until they, they require get panicked. An, an arm. Uh, because of their size and high sensitivity to environmental changes, they're a useful indicator for the health of habitats. In addition, they help recycle rainforest nutrients and fertilize soils. So these are ecosystem engineers, mm. uh, like uh, Asian elephants. Yep. They are a big proponent to their rainforest health. Yeah. And we see a lot of rainforest actually struggle without them in Asia. Hmm. Uh, and it's mostly because they're opening up the jungle floor. They're helping turn over soil, fertilize it, because rainforest soil is often extremely poor nutrient. Yeah. So these guys are doing that in South America. That's good. You know, everyone plays a role in the ecosystem. So you ready for the fun facts? I was born ready. Okay. Their noses are multifunctional. Similar to that, trunks of elephants, their snouts are flexible. They can carry out many daily tasks. In addition to grasping hard-to-reach leaves and fruits, they can also be used as a snorkel when they're diving. Ooh. It's also extremely sensitive to detect forest odors. Oh, cool. Okay. So they have a really, really great sense of smell. There's a couple of videos of like tapirs, so fully in muddy water. You cannot see this tapir. And you just see this nose pop up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Go back down. That's crazy. And you're like, there's an 800-pound tapir in the water right there. Yeah. And you would have no idea. That would be freaky. Uh, second fact, they're extremely great swimmers, unlike hippos. Uh, these guys, we, we're still researching a lot of these tapirs because, you know, they're kind of rare and they're shy. You know, there's the ones you can feed and stuff like that. But as far as natural habitat behaviors. Yeah, they're, they're going to avoid you. Yeah. And the rainforest is notoriously hard to study. You think for an 800 pound animal, they'd be easy to find. But like I said, there's ladies that research Asian forest elephants and see them a handful of times in a decade. Right, exactly. And they're elephants. Same with the lady with the big cat yeah. uh, tracker. So these are a lot smaller than elephants. Mm -hmm. And the Amazon is a lot thicker than the Asian junk rain rainforest. Oh, big time, yeah. But yeah, so they're really, really great swimmers. Uh, their front and back feet are not the same. Oh, okay. That's pretty different. There are four toes on the front feet of tapirs and three toes on the back. That's interesting. These toes are hoofed and help to wade through muddy waters and grounds. How often is that in nature? Not very. Yeah, I was going to say. Is there another example off the top of your head? or Not that I can think of. Yeah, me either. Uh, hoofed, a lot of these hoofed mammals, like ungulates that have like one big hoof, oh, yeah. they still have their toes in that hoof. Okay. Like horses, do you ever seen their, their they call it a dew claw. It's not a dew claw. It's another, it's an ancient toe. It's further up on their leg, and it still grows a big toe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they have two, technically, because it's one toe. It's weird. No, I can't think of another one uh, besides amphibians. Hmm. Anyways, tapirs have extremely poor eyesight. That's why their noses are so good. They have small eyes and monocular vision. That means their eyes are unable to uh, coordinate with each other from one side to the other. Hmm. So they can't really focus on an image. Yeah. It's kind of like a cow where they're seeing a big picture. Not really able to focus on anything individually in it. Uh, tapers are extremely active at night. Tapers can be diurnal, which is active during the day, or nocturnal, which is active at night. But populations that reside closer to civilization are often nocturnal to avoid human contact. Makes sense. So tapirs, they don't really care if they're diurnal or nocturnal. It's very habitat-influenced. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the largest taper can weigh as much as an adult grizzly bear. Dang, that's insane. Among the taper species, the Malayan taper is the largest. They can grow up to 800 pounds, which is approximately the size of the average full-grown grizzly bear. This resides in Malaysia, Sumatra, and Thailand. That's the big black and white one. Yeah, that would be an odd. Imagine having that as a pet. I wouldn't want to. That'd be sweet, though. Uh, they have an extremely long gestation period. Oh, how long? 400 days. Dang, okay. 13 months. 
Twins are sometimes reserved, but it's extremely rare. They often only have one calf at a time. Dang, that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, they are extremely vocal animals. Oh. Another freaky fact. I never heard of. Uh, they have ex- all kinds of crazy different vocalizations to communicate with each other. I don't can't say I've ever heard one. It's weird. Yeah. Like anything else in the rainforest, like for Emily the other night, I was playing an animal. I, I do this all the time, play her a sound. and be like, can you guess what this animal is? She rarely gets them because they're really weird. Right, yeah. I played the kiwi the yeah. other day. Kiwis sound like big cats. Really? If you heard a kiwi next to you, you'd probably be like, I'm about to die. Yeah. That's a bird the size of a football. <laughs> All tapir calves have the exact same markings. And by this, I don't mean the exact same pattern. I mean, all tapir calves from all four species are brown with a white and black, or brown with white stripes and spots. Wow. There's got to be some kind of connection there. Then. They're very genetically closely related, even yeah. though they're on different continents. Right, yeah. Uh, and that's They look like a little Pokemon. They do. Uh, they are. Drowsy's based off a of tapir. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Specifically, the Malaysian tapir babies. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it just made me laugh because Pokemon calves are remarkably quick learners. So they learn from their parents and they reach, they can reach adult size in little as a year and a half. So they have to learn the skills to survive very quickly. So even though mom has an extremely long gestation period, yeah, the calves get big fast. I was going to say, it, it takes them just as long to turn to adult as it does to the, the develop. Yeah. And this could be due to the nutrients in the soil being very poor and all kinds of stuff. Uh, after a couple hours of birth, they're capable of standing on their own. They can also swim almost immediately after birth as well. That's kind of cool. Natural instincts. Uh, they may be extremely more sociable than we first thought. So there's some new research. In the past, tapirs were thought to be solitary animals and only were together to mate. But recent studies, tapirs have been found foraging for food in small groups, suggesting they have social tendencies that we're not fully aware of yet. Like I said, this is an extremely hard animal to research. Right. Uh, they, they sometimes defecate into water. Like guinea pigs. Like guinea pigs. Uh, basically, tapers will, are witnessed to go poop in the water on purpose so that the predators can't find them. Hmm. Like they'll, they've been witnessed to run over the water, poop, and then run back out. <laughs> Interesting. And that, that's what they think is it's for that purpose. So the areas aren't stinking of their smell. They attract like the big cats oh, and stuff gotcha. like that. Okay. So they're hiding in their poo in the and, water. And that's like what we like do. Cats, I mean, we do that for different reasons. But cats, you know, cats bury their poo. So... Other predators don't detect them. Right, yeah. Uh, tapers have been called gardeners of the forest, like we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. where they are definitely ecosystem engineers. Well, yeah, they're and fertilizing the water. They're that It's more with the upturning of soil oh. and clearing out the forest. Uh, and they see rainforest struggle without these guys in mm. South America specifically. Like I said, some are hunted for their meat. In Costa Rica, the common practice is to hunt tapir for their hides, but their hides are thick and durable. Tapir meat is high in fat, is often smoked, cooked in stews, or incorporated into porridges because of its tough, gamey taste. Ooh. Does not look like an animal that would taste good. Maybe this, I bet this snout would taste good. I doubt it. Ah, come on. Uh, tapirs are a part of an ancient lineage of mammals. So I suggest that evolutionary tapirs have not changed for millions of years. They have evolved during the Eocene period, which lasted between 56 million years ago to 34 million years ago. So these guys pretty much came right after dinosaurs. They've been here since. And they've been here since. So they're uh, like taxodons were ancient tapirs of South America when it was still a prairie. Okay. And they were humongous. Hmm. Uh, and they went extinct when the rainforest and the prairie started disappearing because they were just they were just too big for rainforest life. Gotcha. They were fast runners. They were like, more like rhinos. They're more for the plains. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, so when we get our compound, we need to get a couple tapirs and throw them in the woods and have them just, just you know, throw them in the woods. nutrify the soil. And yeah, tr- take a tropical am- animal to the UP of Michigan. I'd be fine. We'll get a Highlands uh, tapir. Yeah. Is that, was that even one of them? No, it was a mountain tapir. That's mountain it. tapir. Well, that's what we need. Get one of them guys. It's a genius plan. Imagine just, just get an Asian elephant. Oh, they're, they're, see, they're a little scarier. I, I think they're not. Oh, then we'll do that. Then. I think Asian elephants are a lot easier to and work giraffe. with. Because there's a reason that, not domesticated, but a lot of Asian elephants are employed to, for yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's using a tapir to pull a plow for a reason. True, yeah. Okay, multifunction. We still need a giraffe, though. He was multifunctional be he looks cool and he's a good lookout. Just put put the radio dish on his head. There we go, see? And yeah. Move the giraffe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it's might be a genius idea. Oh my gosh! Any questions about tapirs? No, they are they're pretty cool. Yeah, and like I said, there's four species. Even they're each unique but very similar. Uh, the baby thing. It was always kind of a cool fact for me that if you mix a whole bunch of the babies from all four species together, you probably cut them apart. Yeah, that's pretty neat. And you know, it makes sense for like the three South American, Central American species, but the one from Malaysia. Yeah, it's pretty unique and still does. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's smart because it. They fall in kind of that same thing that a lot of crocodilians fall into is they hit a really good body plan and they just didn't change. If it works, it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, there's no evolutionary pressure to cause them to change. Uh, and there was a bunch of species of tapir. The, like the four smallest are the ones that survived. Mm-hmm. The A lot of the old, uh, what was it, Walking with Dinosaurs, I think it was, they had the events after the extinction of the dinosaurs. Yeah. There was a cousin of the tapir. It was like this little, it almost looked like a kangaroo thing that had the little snout and everything like that. It was dealing with all these crocodilians and these giant terror birds. And then they got the size of hippos. Oh, that's one way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pressures. You get big. Right, yeah. And then the rainforest sprouted, and they're like, oh, well. We're screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything to add? Um, well, you know, it's Friday, and you take time to relax. Look up a picture of a baby tapir. They are adorable. Just look it up. If, you, if you're having a down day... If you want to see something, the last freaky fact I'll leave you with is just look up their teeth. There you go. That's a good one. To leave they are with. terrifying. Baby tapirs or just tapirs? Just tapirs in general. Because the front teeth. part looks like people. Yeah. And then the back part looks like the devil. Okay. So it's like, and then they like they lift their nose up and they look completely like a different animal. Tapir teeth. They go from being like kind of adorable. Yeah. To being like, oh, that thing's coming to kill you. That'd be a cool band name. What? Tapir teeth. Yeah. Just sounds neat. Yeah. All right. I've been the great and peaceful mystery. And I've been Jay. We'll catch you next week with more Freaks of Nature. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky File on a Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.